The Feminist Coach Academy podcast is proudly supported by Perk Digital, helping professional and entrepreneurial women amplify their message, build their body of work, and leave a legacy through podcasts. For more information about how podcasts can help you build your brand, visit perkdigital.com.au. Welcome to the Feminist Coach Academy podcast, where inclusive feminism, business, and coaching meet. This podcast is proudly brought to you by the co-founders of the Feminist Coach Academy, Naomi Arnold and Cameron Aaron. We are feminist life and biz coaches, both passionate about helping coaches, therapists, helping professionals, practitioners, and entrepreneurs integrate a feminist lens and perspective into their businesses, life, and client practice. On this podcast, we plan to help you do so. Now let's get started. Hello there. Welcome to the podcast. Before we get into today's episode, I just wanted to let you know about a free resource that Nay and I have for you around COVID-19 and your feminist business. It is a free guide to help you get through this time um, with yourself and your own personal self-care and in your feminist business. So it's a complete free guide that we have come up with for you. And you can go to feministcoachacademy.com to get this guide and go to our free resources tab. Or you can just click the link in our episode notes and it'll take you right to where you can sign up to get this free resource. If you're already on our interest list, then you should have already received an email with access to the resource without having to sign up again. So make sure you check your spam folder if you didn't receive that email from us a few weeks ago. We hope this is helpful for you during this time. Okay, now let's get to today's episode. Hi there, I'm Naomi Arnold, one of the co-founders of the Feminist Coach Academy, and I'm here with Sabrina Davis from Sky High and Belief, and my collaboration partner, Cameron, Erin, and myself, we wanted to feature some of the people who are doing the Feminist Coach classes on our platform over the coming months and so we reached out to Sabrina and asked if she would be our first guest not scary at all for either of us (laughs) and like Sabrina so many of the people who are doing the feminist coach classes are doing like really important work in the world and we just wanted to I guess take a moment to acknowledge that and them and also shine a spotlight on some of the things that they're doing with their clients and and in their work. So Sabrina, thank you for saying yes and agreeing to be the first guinea pig in this interview series. (laughs) Thanks for having me, May. I make it sound real charming, don't I? (laughs) You're a guinea pig. Oh, someone's got to be. So maybe to kick things off, if you could introduce yourself a bit to those who are listening and tell us a bit about what you do and what you're passionate about and who you work with, all those juicy things to start off. 
Okay, so I am Sabrina Davis and I'm from Starheim Believe. So I'm a mindset and self-belief coach who works with overthinkers to create their own joy-filled life. I'm passionate about showing and guiding overthinkers to have a life that's meaningful and joyful to them, um, not one where you're constantly stuck in your head, one that sees you with boundaries and self-care and honouring your needs and desires and, and wants. And the way that I do this is through one-on-one -on -one coaching. And I do it because I'm passionate about our about personal sovereignty and about self-worth and it just means so much to me, yeah. And many people who seem to work in this industry, they they find their clients or their focus areas through their own experience. Did you find that with what you're doing? Is that why you're doing this work? Can you tell us maybe a little bit about that and your story and how you came to be doing this work with overthinkers? Definitely. Um, I have spent many years overthinking, um, living solely in my head, have the ability to talk myself out of something before the words even come out of my mouth. Um, and what actually, when I found that I was constantly in this state of overthinking was I actually felt a real deep shame. I had a lot of people around me that would be saying things like, you know, don't overthink what I'm about to say. Um, you're too serious. Stop overthinking. And I, and what actually did was it made me feel like I was broken or needed to be fixed or there was something wrong with me. And so I dived into self-development to try to fix myself, um, which we don't need to be fixed. We don't know that at the time. And so through working with coaches and with a counsellor and an art therapist, um, different professionals over the time, I've come to bring out my own tools and realise that overthinking doesn't mean I'm broken, doesn't mean there's something wrong, but overthinking is the spotlight on something that needs to change or something that needs my attention. Um, it's usually an area that I've noticed for myself if it's something I'm overthinking that there's there's something there that just isn't meshing with me anymore um and it could be I'm putting myself as a lower priority it could be just making a small tweak um or it could be it needs a big change and so yeah, so overthinking has been a really big part of my life and my journey and it's something that I know that you don't have to constantly be living there, that you can actually bring in some tools and some changes to just not live stuck in your head. I, as you know, resonate a lot with everything you've shared there and historically I would have called myself an overthinker too and so everything you said there just really sticks with me mm. and while we've been doing a lot of this feminist coach theory work in the classes I know some of these topics that overlap with overthinking come up a bit in them so things like perfectionism for example, and how they connect with patriarchy and systems of oppression. 
and I'm just curious whether you've thought more about that of late as well, any connections that you've seen there or anything that, yeah, you would like to say about that or about what people can do to, I guess, unlearn that direction as often they are, even though they've been conditioned to do the opposite. We, we live in a patriarchal society and it just goes, it, it just goes hand in hand with perfectionism and it's the two coexist together. Um, and with that, I suppose the big thing that I've noticed when we start specifically talking about overthinkers is this real binary thinking that good, bad, right, wrong, masculine, feminine, um, this real either or concept that there's one right thing and one wrong thing and it's so important for us to remember that that's built around an ideal of you know the white male cisgendered um it's all built around that ideal and that is not majority of us um and so it doesn't give us the chance to choose our own definitions our own values it puts us into boxes it makes us strive for and really exert ourselves and push ourselves and to prove ourselves, to prove our worth. It's It oppresses us because we feel like we've got something to prove as well. Um, and it's so layered and it's so, there's not one answer to any of it. And really what one way to start really looking at perfectionism and moving through it is starting to look at this both-end concept. So, you know, and defining all of this by yourself. So if we look at masculine and feminine, you know, what does it mean to you? Can you be both-and? Like, it's not an either-all. I'm so glad that you brought that up because that binary thinking that we get stuck in so often is such a massive trap, isn't it? And just for starters, being aware of that and then asking yourself those types of questions that will help you with the both-and perspective that you mentioned can be such a useful tool in itself. I'm also curious about some, the type of people who will be listening to this or will probably be people, coaches, people starting their own businesses or people who have their own businesses. And a lot of the things that we're talking about already are things that can make it hard to have a business and can make it hard to even launch a business to begin with can bring up a lot of blocks and barriers. And I'm curious whether you've experienced this, whether your clients have experienced this, like how that overthinking and everything kind of plays in the business context for you. The big thing with overthinking is that it stops us from taking action in our lives is that um, we get, and I've done it so much in every step of my business, like from right from launching the website through to writing content for it to getting photos taken to working out a colour scheme to every little detail. Um, many, many hours have been spent overthinking details that it just stops you from what it is you're passionate about, from what it is that you're wanting to actually achieve um and I know in the coaching world we talk a lot about niches um and it's it's an area that I spent 
a very, very long time, overthinking and oddly enough, like once you take that step and you just, okay, I'm just going to show up, it unfolds for yourself. It unravels in just this way and just go, oh, I didn't see that before, you know. Um, Working with overthinkers wasn't my first niche. It wasn't where I was going. And it's only been with time and with experience and with showing up, working with clients, that I've been able to see that theme go through. And it's really just we look at our goals as a starting point and an end point, you know, point A or point B. And it's not one big giant leap. In between those points, there's a thousand little steps we need to take. And if we just focus on the very next thing to do, the very next thing, it will eventually unravel for us. I was sitting here quietly thinking that whole time, yeah, niche. <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor overthinkers and niche. <laughs> oh. oh, so I'm so glad you brought that up. <laughs> So when you have encountered people or have experienced it yourself, getting stuck in that kind of overthinking and confusion, like that state that you find yourself in and where it can sometimes feel really hard to figure out what that next step is or that first thing to do, do you have any, well, of course you do, but is there anything that you'd like to share with those listening about what they could possibly do in those moments to help move out of that state and be in action like you were talking about because that's where we learn as you say that's where we get the clues and the clarity yeah um staying stuck in our head doesn't move us forward so I suppose for for me like the the tools that I use and they change over time like it's not just a this is a tool I use and, and I use it forever um so the, the couple of things that I'm finding that are helping me at the moment is um, taking action. Now, the beauty of the word action is you can define what that is. So, and it doesn't have to be specifically related to the goal you're working on. If it's what whatever it is that you're working towards, even if I'm overthinking something to do with my business, going to the gym or going to the yoga class, um, meditating, like taking a step towards something else that means something to you, um, is a great way to help just get yourself out of the head. Um, another thing that is really helping is something that we do in those um, co-working calls and every like on in the Facebook group every Monday we do the check-in and it's that helpful thought so it's anchoring into those helpful thoughts every week is helping me to shift my mindset and it's just a nice way to remind yourself of what it is you're working towards um, I'm finding that a really helpful tool at the moment. And there was a third one, but I can't remember what it is now. It must have been really important. It was really important. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's just the beauty of it, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, if it comes back, go, ah, I remembered. Just <laughs> can't come back to it. <laughs> But they're really okay. Uh, I, do, I do remember. Yes, yes. It's remembering. It's remembering that my goals, my vision, are more important. Like that, they mean more to me than my fears. They're more valuable to me. So, you know, Elizabeth Gilbert in Big Magic talks a lot about fear, and she talks about 
Don't let fear will always be with us, but don't let it be the one in the driver's seat. Mm. It it can jump in the car, it can be a passenger, but it's not making the decisions. Mm. Um, So, you know, having that vision that you're working towards, even if it feels like it's far off, it's not possible, when you're creating something new, you don't know how yet. And so it's just following your vision and just trusting yourself. I love that. What a powerful toolbox in itself, having that vision, connecting with those healthy or helpful thoughts consistently and acting by the sounds of it, not just acting in terms of the things that people think of in terms of to-do lists and actions and decisions, but in terms of like movement as well and finding that stimulus that motivates us and inspires us and helps us find clarity and good little combo package you've got there yeah. yeah now all of these things combine that with a lot of people I know when they're building a business that also have a day job and you might have family and have life curveballs and lots of other things getting thrown at them which makes it the overthinking sometimes go into overdrive and and can really increase like our sense of overwhelm. I'm curious because I know you're someone who has had to juggle a lot of calls yourself, so you, I'm sure, have had points where you resonate with that. Is there anything that you would like to share with anyone listening who perhaps resonates with that too? It's so important to go gentle on yourself. Um, we everyone has got a has got life circumstances going on and it's so easy to get caught in that trap of comparison to look at someone else and go oh but they're so much further along than me and that doesn't help us it don't it, it being critical of someone else and also being critical of ourselves doesn't help us with where we're working ourselves towards so being gentle um understanding it's going to take some time and really boundaries and self-care you know it's narrowing down into making sure that you're carving out some space for yourself and not just for a business that you're working towards um but knowing that there's a whole person you know like it's not just about your business that you're working on it's about your relationships it's about what excites you in life um because if you look after yourself then your energy will flow through the other areas as well yeah so true that feels especially true for me this year because it's been something I've been specifically focusing on like I was always postponing that stuff for after work and and I guess I got caught into that cycle and this year I've been trying to swap that and do some of those things first and oh my gosh the clarity (laughs) that comes and the inspiration that comes and the energy that comes when when you do that and everyone says this but go figure it's true (laughs) (laughs) you don't realize it you don't we're we're, it's so ingrained in in our culture to work hard and to have a good work ethic and it's just it's so ingrained from us when we're small children Mm -hmm. um and we're all unlearning and learning new ways Absolutely. And that's, I think, one of the, obviously one of the things that excites us about feminist coach theory is it's all about that. It's about becoming more aware of how we've been conditioned and how 
that social awareness connects with self-awareness and how that can be the key. Breaking free sometimes. Another thing that I know that, well, I suspect I may have made assumptions <laughs> that you play with when it comes to kind of breaking free of that overthinking is around questions and around journaling, I assume. And I look at your belief package that you have, which seems to integrate some of that through the questions and things that you have in there. Can you tell us a bit about that? Um, yeah, my, my belief package is, it's a little package that I post out every month. Um, because in this busy world, it's nice to actually receive something in the post and it just, the intention behind it is to carve out some time for yourself with your favorite beverage, whatever that is, be it a green smoothie, glass of wine, coffee, tea, whatever. Um, and to bring back to defining your life so there's an affirmation card there's a quote card and then there's the the journaling prompts and it's about defining checking in on what this means to you and defining it and you know I do different themes so I've done intuition um abundance courage so many I can't remember what else there, there is um whole joy creativity so it's looking at different areas that maybe in our normal nine to five, Monday to Friday routine, we don't think about. And, you know, looking at courage was one that we did recently and looking at what does it mean to you? How do you define it? And it was interesting even just asking myself those questions, what I thought it meant and how I've seen it and what do I actually really believe it to be? And there was this big disjoint. Um, and so it allows you to notice once you start looking at big questions and start questioning and reframing things, it gives you an opportunity to make change and awareness through your life. It's inviting in curiosity. Curiosity is fun to play with. Um, we just don't realise it. Mm. I was trying to remember what prompt or theme it was that I did I just recently got courage and I haven't done it yet but I remember the one that I got before that I did and it felt really powerful and it also helped me feel more connected to like self spirit and other just going through that practice it's escaped my mind which one it was now <laughs> It was good anyway, you all. <laughs> they, they, they do that. They, they all merge in together. Um, it's the like they're these topic. big topics that you think we would, you know, remember, but obviously we get from them what we need at the time. Yeah. That's good. It's the magic of it. Yeah. So we're approaching the end. I've got a few more questions, though, that I'm going to particularly try to squeeze in and one of them is purely selfish and it's completely around the feminist coach track classes and the co-working calls that we have for coaches and I would just love if you could touch on how hopefully they have supported you in some way you kind of mentioned previously the healthy thoughts part has been useful for you 
Is there anything you can share with folks listening about how those calls or classes have assisted you as an overthinker or your, or your work with overthinkers and the work that you do? For me, I, I joined for a couple of reasons. Um, and funnily enough, I did spend a very long time overthinking it. Um, <laughs> but once again, it's the spotlight. It's the, it, it meant something to me and it, it was choosing to, um, make that go, okay, cool. I'm, yes, I'm work like it was 12 months and I was like, oh my gosh, am I going to commit to this for 12 months? It seems so long. Um, and so it was showing myself my self worth, um, making the decision. So it, it overthinking was, was the spotlight for me again. Um, but for me, it was about the accountability and knowing that for 12 months there was this support network around. And being in a community where I could talk about these feminist subjects, this um, it's something that I've been learning about for years, but actually putting it into practice and actually going, well, here's a topic and how do I actually merge the two together? You know, how do I talk about this with clients when something comes up um, rather than, sit there and not say something or rather than say something and you know it it doesn't work out well um how can I with merge my coaching with all of these issues that are so important Hmm. and they're they can be really tough ones to navigate can't they and they can be so different for each of us in our contexts and our identities and who we work with and I guess that's for me something that I think is really powerful about community too is that we can talk through those things together and we can talk about how something you know the nuances I guess of things for different contexts and yes I love that too thank you for being part of it (laughs) so good it's not just even like in coaching space like it's even just in your everyday conversations how do you navigate these topics with with everyone that you're you're in a relationship with you know um it's it's important work yeah and it kind of connects to what you were saying earlier around you know around overthinking too and the power of practice and of action and of doing because a lot of these things even that we're talking about we can't really get any better at them without practicing and without doing them and without stuffing up and hopefully repairing and and learning and being accountable. So it's kind of a neat little circle with even the niche and that we're talking about. So before I ask you to share like anything that's coming up for you or anything that maybe our listeners might be interested in is there anything that we've missed is there any tips or stories or experiences or advice or I guess summaries that you would like to share with people that's a big question I know right (laughs) just summarize it all just down (laughs) probably my big thing is just what it is that you want and need um, and desire and crave for yourself matters. Um, We're too conditioned in this world that 
it's, it's frivolous to want something, um, that our desires don't matter, but it does matter. And we're all worthy to chase them down and to have them and to create a life that brings them in. What a beautiful message, especially for this time of the year when people are focusing on their desires <laughs> and their wishes. <laughs> Very on point. <laughs> yeah. Now, before we go, can you tell people listening if anything that you've got coming up and how they can find you and your work? I do have some stuff coming in the new year. For now, the best resource that I have got is my five-day free video series, which has got some journaling prompts and it's called Get Out of Your Head. So I do share five tips. Um, we cover things like boundaries, um, making yourself a priority, supporting yourself, um, and it's all free. It's all You can access it through my website, which is skyhindbelieve.com. And you can follow me on Instagram, which is skyhindbelieve. And I highly recommend that one too, as I did it as well. <laughs> I think I might be a fan. <laughs> well, thank you so much for chatting with me today and with those who are listening. I hope they really resonate with what we were talking about and were able to take something away from it. And, in fact, if you did, let us know in the comments or tag us on social and let us know there. We would love to hear whether there was anything that kind of clicked with you or that you resonate with or that you want to add to the conversation. And just thank you again, Sabrina. Thanks for having me. Thank you for listening to the Feminist Coach Academy podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, we would love it if you would leave us a review on iTunes or your platform of choice and share it with your friends on social media. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook under the username and hashtag Feminist Coach Academy. And finally, head on over to www.feministcoachacademy.com to access our podcast show notes, as well as our feminist classes and free resources. We would love to continue being in community with you.